Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Yay, we're here. It's Friday. It's the first Friday of the month and it's September 3rd and I'm so excited to be here with you live doing some coaching. I was laughing just before we went into record mode and I said, my husband always says, oh, you got Chitty Chat with the Kitty Cat today and I'm like I should have called the show Chitty Chat with the Kitty Cat. Anyways I'm not really a kitty cat but I am Crystal and that's my name and I'm so excited to do some empowerment coaching with you today. If you're uh, calling in on our private conference line thank you so very much. We couldn't do this show without you so thank you. Uh, If you've just come on the line and you're in the conference line right now because that's the only way we can actually talk is you have to call in, whether through your web call or through your phone. And we have local landline numbers for all over the world. Um, so there's no long distance. Or you can call right in on the web. Um, and if you've just come in and you want to do some coaching today, press star 2 on your keypad. That'll put you in the queue. And then we'll be able to chitty chat and do some coaching for you today. And I don't mean to make light of it because sometimes it's some pretty heavy stuff that we're going through, that you're going through. Uh, no matter what is going on in your life right now, know that I, I'm here. I got you. This is my expertise. This is what I love doing. This is what comes so naturally to me. It juices me up. It gives me energy. It makes me feel really great to be able to be that uh, listening ear for you and to be able to be outside of it because that's what we need sometimes. Someone who has no agenda. Like, There's nothing that you can do that's going to change my life. So my only intention, my my only agenda is to listen carefully and to give you the best advice, really, that I can while meeting you exactly where you're at. And we'll try to just lift you up uh, emotion by emotion perspective by perspective until you can look at the same situation through maybe at different lenses and then sometimes through those different lenses you know that great saying when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change Uh, but we can't fake it so I'm never about faking it I'm always about just um, let's just tell the story as it is secrets make us sick Um, and let's let's focus on you and getting you into a better place so Um, Again, if you are here for the first time or you're listening right now on um, iTunes or SoundCloud and thinking, wow, this is amazing, how do I get in there? Just head over to uh, our website for our school. I'm the founder of the SWAT Institute, Simply Woman Accredited Trainers. We are in 45 countries empowering women from all around the world. And it is true, we have to empower women one woman at a time and as we do that there's a ripple effect we really do start to change the collective consciousness uh, and we heal the world when when we women are healed and whole um, we show up differently in all of our relationships and we bring our best selves to the table and that's 
that's what, you know, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So when we get mama happier uh, and she's able to show up in a more empowered way, that's a major ripple effect on her family, her children, her relationship, her finances, her health. And that ripples out into the community and to your country at large and the world. So it's pretty incredible. So I'm going to go right to the phone lines because we've got a couple of hands that have raised. And I'm so grateful for those of you that are calling in. I don't think I gave the website, www.swatinstitute.com. Again, Special Weapons and Tactical. We're the new Special Weapons and Tactical, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer. And yes, we're going to heal the world. One woman at a time. All right, going to the phone lines. Very first hand that went up. I, I don't know any names today, so you just have to share your first name. Um, and I think the last four digits of this number is 4166. So if that's the last four digits of your phone number, all you got to do is say hello. 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 Hello, Crystal. Hello. Who am I speaking with? This is Heather. Heather, so great to connect with you. Have we ever chatted before on anything? Not personally. I'm a alumni of you. Okay. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm so glad we're speaking. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because you were talking about how if Mama heals herself, it heal it trickles effect, and I feel like that's exactly why I'm here today. Yeah. I always love how, you know, I have no script. I, I don't, I just sit down and I've just been doing this so long that I just let myself speak and whatever I feel, I just let her go. And somehow so many times the woman that comes on goes, I feel like this was for me today. So Heather, let's talk. Tell me what's, tell me what's going on for you. And um, then we'll go from there and we'll figure out how I can best support you. Okay. Well, um, a little backstory is that I've, past couple years was taking care of my mom who was really sick and then she unfortunately passed away in April and I didn't realize how much that would affect me yeah. I know that sounds silly no. but it really shook my it totally shook my world yeah. and since then I um I've also lost I lost a pet a couple pets I just found out today I lost my great uncle mm. so I feel like there's a lot of loss around yeah. and it kind of triggers a little bit yeah. And I have four boys, and I still help take care of my dad. And I'm supposed to be the strong mom of the house. And I feel by the evening, I'm like, boo-hoo, I miss my mom. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is hard. And I'm trying to find my identity at the same time now that she's gone, because I know that she would want for me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of internal struggle that I feel like I'm holding on to. I'm so glad you called in. I'm so glad you called in. Now that I'm just hearing you talk, I'm like, okay, have we never really actually talked and heard each other's voices? Because I know who I'm talking to. And (laughs) of course you do. Of course I do. I totally Mm -hmm. know. So Heather, I'm so sorry uh, for the loss of your mother. I know she was um, a intricate part of your life. You all lived together. Your, Your mom and dad lived with you. And your four boys mm-hmm. and your husband mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's was huge on you and you were taking care of your mom for for many years she was very ill and it was a a it really i'm gonna just say it and i've got and i know that she's like gonna get still smile and go, it's okay because life forgive you but it was a major <laughs> burden it was a, a lot of work on you 
And then mm-hmm. she passed and your tributes to her were so beautiful and your love for her was so intense. And it's only, it's mm-hmm. April, May, June, July. It's only been for five months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's stay with that for a minute and then we're going to get to some of the other stuff. So how are okay. you doing? How are you doing? Like, I know you said, I feel like my, it's shook my world. And talk about that for a little bit. Are you in the grieving process right now? Do you feel like you've had a chance to even grieve with four boys and your dad? Like, have you, if you had that time for you to not be like, well, I still got to keep it all together for dad. I still got to keep it all together for the kids. So I just keep it all together. Uh, They see me grieve. They see me have moments, you know, like it's hard when you live in the same house and things trigger or certain things happen. And, uh, uh, it's harder at night when it's kind of quieter. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I feel like I've grieved, but I don't feel like I'll ever stop grieving. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm at the point now that I'm like, okay, let's, let's kind of put a fire under your butt and let's start making plans to okay. move in That's, a happier direction. I get it. I get it. Who wants to be sad all the time? We want to, we all want the feel good <laughs> feelings, right? That's what we want. There's your laugh of truth. Like you just, mm-hmm. that was an instant, instantaneous laugh that, that just, I love those laughs of truth or tears of truth. Sometimes we just don't even know why, but tears spring into our eyes and we're like, whoa, wow, what was that all about? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like mm-hmm. you want to get happy. You're like, I want to get happy. I took, taking care of my mom for a long time was a lot of work. It was hard to be really joyful and happy when your mom was really ill. Um, and so I get it. You're like, okay, I want to get happy. So let's just... Let's just be really honest. And you've done this. You're actually a graduate. You're a certified empowerment coach now. So so we're going to talk a lingo that you and I are going to understand. I think everyone else is going to get it, but let's just dive into it. So if it didn't make you a bad daughter, it didn't make you a bad woman, it didn't make you a bad mom, it didn't make you a bad, it didn't make you a bad daughter to your mother who's passed, it doesn't make you a bad daughter to your father who's still alive, it didn't mean anything and you were just allowed, and you just allowed yourself to just just close your eyes, take a deep breath, and go under the surface and say, if, if it didn't mean anything, what am I feeling under the surface? Like, what is the emotion I'm feeling? Is it anger, frustration, sorrow, sadness, fear, shame, guilt? What are you, what are you feeling under there? Jealousy? Like, what if it didn't matter? What's, what do you feel? Um, lost, like I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, like I lost a purpose, lost my best friend, yeah, and um, robbed, like I'm kind of angry a little bit about it, yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really important to, to tell the truth to yourself at least, like it's only me and you, mm-hmm. and literally no one else knows who yeah. you are. So, um, mm-hmm. I feel robbed, I feel robbed. Tell me about that feeling. Let's let's just go into that feeling of like, I feel robbed because I'm really young and all these other women have their mothers around who are healthy, who can help, who love their kids, who they get to be best friends and they get to be with their moms as they get older. Tell me about how you feel robbed. Yeah, because I mean, she was, I think, relatively young. You know, she was 67 yeah. and the last two years was not good quality. Um, so she, you know never got to really hold my younger kids and now she's never gonna be there for me even silly things like 
mopping the floor, sweeping the floor. Like I am now the sole female and I have no one to have that cheerleader again with, you know, like I have no, like I'll never get that true love from a female again. And that sounds crazy, but that's why I feel wrong. I feel like that was my chance and it's gone. It doesn't sound crazy. It doesn't sound crazy. Listen, I don't mean to say this, but, like, my daughter's on the line right now. I wouldn't even want, I I hope she, like, she don't want to hear this, but it's like, I know how hard it's going to be for my daughters when I pass. Like, I am their greatest cheerleader. Like, I am their biggest fan. I am their, they, we talk a hundred, it might sound crazy, Madeline works for me, but even Julia, we talk, FaceTime, text, multiple times a day. So your mom, even though she was sick, she was she was your bestie in the house, and you're surrounded by boys and men. So yeah. you, you you don't even have daughters that like at least daughters can be like they grew up to be your bestie, like you and your mom were. So I think it's okay to say I feel robbed and I feel angry. I just lost my best friend. I lost my cheerleader, and even though yes, she was it was a lot of work taking care of her at the end. You love you loved your mom. You loved your mom. Yeah. And your mom loved you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really important to to be really honest about that. And like what is that? How do you feel right now about your dad and your husband? How how are they helping? How are they what are they doing? Like you're talking about like I'm the only woman in the house. Does that mean everything's <laughs> on your shoulders? Uh, I, I think sometimes I put it on my own shoulder instead of asking for more help. Yeah. Um, but they do help if I ask, but it's like, I've become like a robot in sense. I'm like, if you guys go, 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 go. And, um, especially when I start feeling, you know, I get into that panic, like, okay, now let me just clean, you know? Yeah. And it'd be silly stuff like rearranging the whole living room the other day. And I'm like, why? Because Why you don't want to feel. Do yeah, so, you know? so we can yeah. say, you get this. I already know you know it, but I'm going to say it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're mm-hmm. staying really busy so you don't have to feel. Because feeling, yeah. that feeling, creates a sense of loss. And, you know, there is something in grieving, but I'm, I am going to say this. And uh, not that there is a timeline on grieving, but four or five months is not a long time. Like, there are women I know who've gone through a divorce and it's five years later, and they're still deep in grieving. Ten years later, they're still deep in grieving. So for four or five months, for your mother to have been passed, um, I don't, I I think that, I, I'm just going to say it because I could be 100% wrong. This is just an opinion. It's not factual. Um, I don't even know if you've even begun the grieving process, really, because you've been so busy. I probably have I don't even yeah. know if you've begun it. So here's what I know on the map of empowerment. When we're still so busy being busy, we're down in guilt and blame. So that we stay so busy, we don't actually have to feel grief and fear. So think about the map of empowerment. That's not a judgment on who you are, Heather. That's not who you really are. Oh, yeah. you're, you're naturally buoyant and bright and light with a little purple in your hair. Like, we know who you really are but when tragedy happens and we go through trauma it we can't help but as a human being sometimes just feel low 
it's it, it's sad you've lost your mom so let's go right down to the bottom why not because this is what I would do with a client on a phone call I would say let's go back to what you wished you could have done or should have done or it should have happened differently like who do you blame let's just tell the truth like you could say I blame God I blame my mom for not taking better care of herself. I blame my dad. I blame, who do you blame? Like, that's why you're, that, that I feel robbed and angry. It's really important for us to, to go into that rather than trying to be like, I'm just going to be happy because you will get happy. You are going to get happy again. You are. And I love that you just had a little laugh again because it's like, I just want to get happy. I want to get happy. But we know as empowerment coaches that we can't spiritually bypass certain emotions just to get back up to the buoyancy. It's like taking a drug. It's like you're just going to get up there and feel good for a little bit and then you're going to crash again. So better to climb the map or the ladder one rung at a time. So let's go right Mm -hmm. back to who do I blame? Who do you blame? Well, you know, it's interesting because when she was so sick for two years and she ended up being a quadriplegic, so I did everything for her. And I remember she slowly started becoming that. I was so mad at her. Like, I blamed her for not wanting to get better. Yeah. And so I have a lot of, I guess, guilt for me being mad at her a little bit. Yeah. And then at the end, I got more mad at myself that I was so mad at myself for being mad at her and not spending more happy times with her and taking them for granted yeah so there's that level and then the final level is when she was really sick towards the last month the neurologist was like oh well she probably does have ALS and um we could do the genetic testing now and I'm like well why couldn't you have done that in November and he's like uh I don't know because we didn't classify her her as that wow so then I got mad at the doctor yeah so it's kind of like Yep. But that was a last-minute mad. But I'm more mad at the fact that I was so mad at her for so long being sick. And, that I, and then I got mad at myself for being mad at her for being yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. This is really honest, though. Like, this is mm-hmm. really, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable like this because that's the truth. And it doesn't mean, mm-hmm. that, like, I get it. Like, I actually feel that. I feel like, I remember, I remember advising you, like, two years ago, not on a call, but somehow mm-hmm. through maybe a message form or something saying, Heather, can you put your mother like in a home? Like this yeah. is too much <laughs> on you. Like I didn't know how sick she was and how wacko to think she might have had ALS. Like yeah, there is nothing they can do. Like not that I'm, I just know because I have a friend who her mother passed quite yeah. young too of ALS and it was a rapid decline at the end and it was terrible. And yep. they could just put a bed in their home and she, she became a paraplegic. But they did test her, and it was ALS. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible way to die. It is a terrible mm-hmm. way to die. So um, so let's And then just... there's a little bit of a, 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 one little thing. There's a little bit of worry or doubt in the back of my mind because on Sunday, I started feeling sick. And then Monday, she got sick, really couldn't breathe. Tuesday, she passed away. Uh, Wednesday, I took my dad, found out we all had COVID. So then I'm like, oh, my God. We killed her. 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 We brought COVID into the house. We killed my mom. (laughs) I know. And And I know that's not really Listen, I wanted to say to you. I laugh about it, but I'm like, 
listen, I want to say to you for anyone listening going, I can't believe she's laughing. I la I actually had someone call me out on that once many years ago. They said, like, you're talking about being raped or trauma and you had a smile on your face. I saw you in a podcast. It, it didn't line up. And I thought, I can't even believe I'm being judged for how I respond. That's how some of us respond. We just laughter that's why I say it's either tears or laugh like it's a laugh of truth where you're like are you kidding me and you know me I just say it as I see it so yeah there's that that guilt that's like are you kidding me we weren't careful enough yep. we let we brought COVID into the house my mother died two days later yep. so there's guilt okay and I could hear that right at the beginning where like that's the guilt so there's the guilt of my mom drove me crazy for the last two years because she became a quadriplegic I did do everything for her as well as four boys. And my dad kind of like came and went as he pleased. He helped a little bit, but not a lot. And my husband likes to play video games. Mm -hmm. Right? And he works nights. And he, he works, works nights. Night, so he was never home. Never yeah. home. So I'm angry all the time. There's way too much on my shoulders. And now I feel guilty that I was angry because my mom yeah. really legit was sick. She wasn't faking it. And she couldn't get better because if it was ALS, you there is no cure. There's no cure for ALS. You there's your she she was on a rapid decline. And then we brought COVID yeah. in and she died. Okay, now I'm I'm gonna be I'm just gonna be like blunt, brutal, loving, yeah. joyful, kiss you, hug you, Crystal. Your mom was okay. dying anyways. Your mom was dying. And it is a travesty that that she died. Um, and it is a travesty that COVID has killed so many people and people that act like, it's fun. I don't even believe it's real. Like, it is real for people who are who are sick. It's it, Listen, mm -hmm. I know a few people who have died from it. And I know a few people who have gotten sick. I have someone close to me who is only in her 40s who was the pillar of health and beauty and we haven't even told anyone that she had COVID and it took her down for a month and she was on a breathing machine. She doesn't want anyone to know just because she just doesn't want anyone to know. And so I'm telling you that this was way bigger than you. Okay. Yeah. There are so many people in nursing homes that died because well-meaning, we didn't understand this thing. So mm -hmm. not your fault. So not your fault. Mm -hmm. So not your fault. Millions of people have died of COVID around the world. And the majority are people that were already ill. So not your fault at all. Your mom was dying. Your mom was, it was her time. And that's why it happened. And so it's okay to say the truth is I feel angry at the doctors. I blame the doctors for not getting it right. It, here's the truth. I have a friend, her mother died. It happened in a year, like it was a year. It was like downhill, boom. And she was, she went from being like vibrant to she died. And it was horrible. Um, so your mom, prob I'm not gonna say that cause we don't know, but if she did have ALS, she, she was alive for two years with it. That's a long time. And yeah. it was her time. And I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry that that's what, it happened to you and your mom. And I'm so sorry. Like, there's just no other way to say it. Like, it's terrible. It's, I hate diseases. I hate cancer. 
I hate ALS. Mm -hmm. When someone, even when someone talks about addiction and they go, it's a disease. I know everyone could yell at me right now and go, but it is a disease. Okay, it's a disease, but you you can stop. So if it's really a disease, Uh it's not the same as ALS. Drinking is not the same as ALS. You can't recover. It's not a disease. It's a really bad habit. And it's highly addictive. But Mm -hmm. what, what your mom had was something that nobody could have fixed including you and i kept and i kept thinking that she was just letting herself get sick and like i just i was like okay. why can't you try to move your hand Listen, mom why can't you do this why because she couldn't know? because she couldn't and she yeah. was miserable at the end oh i know she was miserable she was ready to go she was ready to go and it's terrible it's sad there's no other way to say it. It's sad. Um, and and it's okay to be honest about that. And I think it's really healthy to say, like, I carried a lot of guilt. I carried guilt that I was angry. Justifiable. Justifiable. It's justifiable. It's 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 legitimate. You know, like, you, you, you have every was, right. She wanted, she kept calling my name. Like, she could barely talk. And she said, don't leave, don't leave. And she kept calling my name. Mm-hmm. So then there's, like, this war guilt or I don't know what to say it is but I hear it in my head like she wanted me there but you were there you know and uh, you were there you were there like no daughter I've ever witnessed for her mom you were there I haven't spoken to my mother in 14 years and she lives an hour from me okay I'm not there I have guilt that I'm not there, but she doesn't want me. She doesn't call my name. She says she hates me and wants nothing to do with me. When my mom passes, I really hope that I have worked through that guilt now while she's alive, that I can be able to be like, Mom, now that you're not here, I want to tell you how much I love you, that you would never hear it while you were alive. Your mom's still very much around you. Mm-hmm. She She has left yeah. this earthly plane, but... Her spirit is very much around you. Was her first name an M? What's your mom's first name? Her? What was your mom's first Michelle. name? M. Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep, Michelle. So your mom's by Mickey. My, your mom is very much around you still. And mm-hmm. I can feel that energy. See, energy is never lost. It's only transferred. Albert Einstein said that. Energy is never lost. It's only transferred. And so your mother has transferred into a higher resonating energy now, but her spirit hasn't died. So you really can talk with her. And, and that the other thing I believe is once a spirit passes, they're healed. Like they're not still angry. Yeah. They're healed. And they, they're like, I love you, Heather. You're amazing. <laughs> That's what your mother would be saying right now. Heather, my God, I was such a pain in the ass. Holy, I was a lot of work. <laughs> I love you. You're amazing. That's what your mother is honestly trying to say to you. Okay, I'm also going to be woo-woo right now. Just go with me because I feel this. Your mom left you a ring or a necklace or there's something that you found. I don't know if it was after she passed. Something. What? What is it? Like, is there some type of jewelry that for um, you? She always wore this necklace that I tend to wear. 
Um, but it had a cross on it because she was wearing it when she she crossed over. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because in all the pictures I have, I have this cross on it. The cross fell off and I can't fix the cross. So I just wear the crystal pendant part Okay, now. so maybe she so. wants you to know it's okay. Like, we don't need the mm-hmm. cross anymore. Just wear the crystal pendant because she's just a shiny bright light now. And she's and she's yeah. she's past the cross. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you that whatever it is, there's something that you're, it's okay. Um, wear, the, wear the crystal pendant because you're a little crystal. You're a sparkly crystal like me. <laughs> yeah. Right? So um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Those tears are natural and normal. And, you know, I think it's okay to get that mm-hmm. out. I really want to assure you that your mother right now is saying, please don't feel guilty. You are extraordinary. And the weight that you have on your shoulders, you need to release and let go because you're carrying way more than your load, way more than you by any human rights of any woman that should be, you know, you're carrying more than you, then that's fair. So you got to let a lot, let the guilt go for sure, because you have nothing to feel guilty about. You are an amazing woman you are an amazing daughter and you're an amazing mom that's taken on so much so i feel like we need to like throw a party for heather i feel like heather needs to have a weekend away with the girls i feel like heather needs to go to the spa and get a massage i feel like heather needs to have something just where she can let i don't know if heather likes to enjoy a glass of wine or likes to smoke a joint, or I don't know if Heather does none of those things, but Heather needs like just a little bit of time off. Can you do that? Can you can you find a little time out? I, I keep telling myself I'd love just to go to the beach and just you know just be, but I feel like again there's so many responsibilities that it's hard. But I, I feel that I feel there is just no reason just in the in, there's not one reason in the world you can't tell me that you can't get away for an hour. How far are you from the beach? Two hours. Okay, that's a little harder. But you're still, <laughs> I was just going to be, okay, so yeah. that's four hours just there and back. So that's going to be a little harder. Okay. Um, can Is there anywhere closer than the beach right now? Is there somewhere that's a really nice spot you can go and put your feet in the water that's, say, 20 minutes away? Yeah, I could do that. Okay, that's all you need. And you need to say to your dad, and you need to say, your dad, your dad, dad, I need you to watch all the boys, even my youngest. I need you to watch all the kids. Keep your eyes on them. I'll be back in two hours. You need to do that. You need to bring your journal. You need to bring, um, and get it yourself a nice chai latte or a coffee or just something that's soothing and tasty and you need to go sit down mm-hmm. at the water and you need to maybe write your mom a letter yeah you know just write her a letter like mom mom michelle dear michelle and tell her everything you feel uh write it all out write everything how much you loved her how much you were angry how much she gave to you what you just everything you don't need to, obviously you're not going to send it to her but you know what? I would love you to send it to me. Okay. Let me be the pseudo mom. 
Mom. Yeah, Thanks, we, we do we do have to find other women in our lives, you know, that fill those roles because like I said, my mom's alive but isn't doesn't want to be a mother or a grandmother to her three children or her seven grandchildren. She has no interest in any of us. So I have created a huge sisterhood of women and I have I think of Pam Del Franco, who's in her seventies. Mm-hmm. I feel like she can be my mom. I see Ellen. I see Ellen on the call right now. I think Ellen is 60 or something. She can be my big sister. I see Catherine uh, from Winnipeg on the call right now. She's my little sister. I see Amber. Amber is my sister too. And I see Madeline. She's my daughter. I have surrounded myself with, with, and you're my little sister, but I'll be your mom today. Okay. And we have to sometimes mm-hmm. still let ourselves just be loved by other women. And I know you said, I'm never going to have a woman love me like that. Well, no, maybe not like that, but you can, you be surprised the love that you, when you allow yourself to open up to it and you make some space for it, that you can get from a best friend that maybe you don't have right now because there was no time for a friend when you're taking care of a mother and four boys. So Maybe the space will open up that you're going to meet someone that lives in your community. Maybe you'll meet her when you go down to that 20-minute walk wherever you're going to go and put your feet in the water. Maybe you'll see someone and say, hey, how are you? And you chat and you start to realize there's a lot of living. There's a lot of living Mm -hmm. for you to still do. And a lot of loving for you to still receive. Mm -hmm. If you could wave a magic wand and... You couldn't fail. What what would you dream of right now for your life moving forward now that you don't have to be your mother's caretaker? What do you dream of for mm. yourself? Uh, so, so many things, I feel like. <laughs> Can I live on the beach? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, um, I maybe. Don't know. I, just, I really want to feel more empowered. I want to feel more collective. I want to be a better mom. Oh, oh God, like you're already a good not, mom. Forget about that, kids. Happy, not sad, cry mom. <laughs> I want to do more of my woo-woo. I want to do my intuitive empowerment. Yeah. And I want to make jewelry. And I want to yeah. feel like I have a passion. Yeah. yeah. Like, be excited about things again. Yeah. Instead of being like, blah. <laughs> yeah, so, And I help though. people and make people feel better. You I mean, will. I, I do massages and, and people love coming to see me, but I've... I've done it for 15 years, and I almost feel like I'm kind of getting burnt out by it. Yeah, like I I'm kind of like okay, it's another next? way that you're giving away your energy, literally pouring your mm-hmm. energy into someone's body, which is such a beautiful gift. But how about you get a massage? <laughs> that's what I write. I need one. <laughs> you need a massage. Uh, that's what you mm-hmm. need. That's what. That's what. If if I could, the smallest thing sometimes of self care. Sometimes women don't get, it's it's not always drive two hours and be at the beach and take the trip and go to Bahamas. And sometimes it's like, I'm, I'm leaving for two hours. I'm going to, I know it sounds crazy, but I love, I don't do it very often, but I'll get a chai latte, grande chai latte with some cinnamon and mm. nutmeg on top. Yep. And I love my little grande chai lattes and just go for a massage. Mm. Like you don't do it yep. very often. Just that in itself, like for me, I'm a big one. Like I have a little, I have a pond in one town that's 10 minutes away and I have a lake in the other town that's 10 minutes away the other way. And 
when I'm feeling down, I, and they don't have the chai lattes over at the one place, but they have the little piano in, I gotta be honest, and I go in there and I get a little chai latte, and I get a book, mm. and a journal, and I go sit down at the lake, and I drink my chai latte, and I look out at the water, and I might write, and I might write sad stuff in my journal, but I'm, I'm away from it all, or I read, or I just people watch, and after about an hour, something in me goes, okay, you know, head back home. And people don't realize that that's a major, for a busy mom, that can just be, oh, nobody is talking to me. I don't have to fix anything, do anything, answer anyone. I don't have to be anything. I don't have, like, sometimes just being with yourself and no one else for an hour not at the grocery store, not just something just simple for you. That can sometimes be just these small little acts of self-care that, and, that you and need. And that's what I crave. I crave quiet and I crave just me. I bet like, you do. Like, I do. I just want to be by myself and sit down and either read a book or just Eat. whatever. I just want to be me. Do you know the smallest yeah. little things? Like, I remember, like, I literally remember the first time I went into a restaurant by myself and ate a meal by myself. And I remember it. And I think I was about 27 or 28. And it's kind of nervous at first. And I do it all the time now. Like, I just leave and I'll go out for lunch. I might bring my laptop so I can do some work and I might plug into the Wi-Fi or use my phone to hotspot it. And I sit out and have a glass of wine and have someone make me a beautiful lunch and do my work and go home and feel like it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, go do something <laughs> like that for yourself. That's it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a massive thing. And the more that you start to fit those little bits of self-care in where you just are me, myself, and I, I'm not mom. I'm not daughter. I'm not wife. I'm, I'm yeah. Heather. Yeah, sounds good. I actually treated myself to a little pedicure today, so that good. was a little me time. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But you need more than that. So start <laughs> I know, but fitting. It was <laughs> great, but keep fitting those little things in. Keep talking to mm -hmm. your mom because she's very much around you. Thank you. And um, she loves you. She's proud of you. She thinks you're extraordinary, and you are. And let me tell you, the, those kids are going to be grown and gone before you know it. And you're going to get your life back. I know. Listen, my kids are both just finally left home. Not finally, but, <laughs> like, I gave my daughter her engagement party this past weekend. It was, like, our big sending off. All right. She's yours now. <laughs> and the other one is leaving for Mexico for a month tomorrow. I'm driving her to the airport early. Off she goes. And, oh, my God. Like, at first, like, the first year everybody was gone, I kind of was a little, not depressed, but I probably put on 20 pounds, but it's COVID. And I probably put on 40 pounds. I blame it all on COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. You made me get fat. Um, COVID did everything. Yep. COVID did wrecked everything wreck your mom no i don't mean to make jokes about that that's i don't mean to but you know what when you can have a giggle and be like oh for fuck's sake excuse my language but fucking covid um it was a pain. it's just been a just a just a mofo for everyone but um so that last year was pretty tough but something has shifted i think it, and i i'm gonna sound woo woo i think it has 
astrologically there's been a shift like even just these last few days and I'm starting to feel a real excitement now for like wow I'm in my 50s what am I going to create now how old are you Heather 43 you got so much time ahead of you like seriously I'm impatient <laughs> I'm an Aries and I'm very impatient but I was hoping oh. to happen Oh yeah, you're a fire sign. You're the you are the fieriest of the uh, of the zodiac. Yeah. You are the fieriest, yeah. for sure. Um, so yeah, you want to get into action and make things happen. Uh, start with small okay. acts of courage, just small acts of courage. Okay. And just okay. even every morning, just say to yourself in the morning, "What would courage have me do today?" Yeah. What would courage mm -hmm. have me do today? Okay. And if courage says you need to stay in bed and cry, stay in bed and cry. And if courage says mm -hmm. you need to go get a pedicure, go get a pedicure. And if courage says you need to like really have fun with the kids today, have fun with the kids today. And if courage says you really want to focus on your jewelry and your intuitive readings and your empowerment coaching, then maybe you're going to work on a website. Maybe you're going to take a course to learn mm -hmm. how to build your own website. Maybe you're going to... I, you know, maybe you're going to get back doing some massages just so that you have that extra income that then you can take that income and don't give it to your family household because you've been living without it. Put it into your own little private bank account. Mm -hmm. Hear me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you got, if you have been living without your working for the last little bit while you took care of your mom, that means your family. No, I was working. Oh, you're always working. I've been working the whole time. Oh yeah, you're always working, 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 working. I don't know. You should quit yep. working and get go on unemployment because the government seems to be paying everybody other than the people that are working right? their asses off. <laughs> right. Work uh. it. Go work it. Go work it. Go work that system. Um. So, that's I'm a mouthy girl, aren't I? Anyways, I'm sending you huge <laughs> love. I'd love you to write that letter to your mom. And I'd Thank love you. you to email it to me, crystal at swatinstitute.com. No one else will read it. Not a soul, only me. Okay. And send it to me. And, you know, there's some real power in having those words witnessed. And then you're going to burn mm -hmm. the letter when you're yep. ready. You're going to burn the letter, and we're going to say, bye, Mom. I love you. I'm going to let all that anger go. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a new letter that's going to be like, from your mom, healed and whole, to you. Then you're going to write a letter back to yourself that's going to come from your mom. And your mom's going to tell you, every, as healed and whole, she's up in heaven, what she wants you to know now. Yeah. Will you do that? Yeah, definitely. Send them both to me. So you're going to Thank write you. the letter to your mom that says, Why did you have to get sick? <laughs> Why didn't you try yeah. harder to lift your hand? Why did I have to be mm. so angry at you all the time? Why was I robbed of my best friend? Write all that. And then okay. we're going to burn it, and then you're going to write another letter, and it's going to say, Dear Heather, this is your mom. These are all the things that I wanted to tell you when I couldn't. I could barely speak, and I certainly couldn't write. And you're going to write yourself the letter that you need to hear. You're going to be the mother to yourself right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those tears are really yeah, healing. Those tears are really healing. <laughs> Hear me. Those tears are really mm -hmm. healing. Those tears, 
I love the body because the body, it has all of these beautiful outlets, like these ways that we can release energy. And those tears are really healing. They're literally letting out pain and grieving and suffering out of your body physically. That's good. You're going to feel better after a good cry. Yeah. And you're going to have a good cry writing that letter. Dear oh, yeah. Heather, <laughs> dear Heather, this is your mom. Mm -hmm. This is all the things I wanted you to know. I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful to you. You're an amazing woman. I must have been hard. I was a pain in the ass. Well, I am so grateful for you, Crystal. So thank you. You're so welcome. I think I'm going to go to the next uh, person who's called in. It's an anonymous person who's called in. I don't even know how they called in. Maybe through the web. I don't know. But... Thank you, Heather, so much for having the courage to just be vulnerable and open up with us because I think we all got a lot out of this conversation. So thank you. Thank you, Crystal. Thank appreciate you. you. I appreciate you too. And I'm going to go to our next caller. Is she still there? Yeah. So I'm going to unmute your line. You pressed, you pressed star two, so I know you're there. And all you got to do is say hello. 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 Hi. Hi, Crystal. How are you? Who's um, this? Oh, how am I? Mm. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's Marie. It's Marie. Marie. Um, yeah. Marie, I'm so glad you called in, Marie. After all the years, you've invited me to chat, and I'm like, today's the day for sure. I'm so thrilled. Um, Talk to me. I've taken your two courses i've taken the 12 week and i just took the eight week and i'm a bad student i haven't done any of my homework that's okay because i don't take care of i don't i i don't have the ability at the moment to i do and i don't um oh, it's okay make a long listen story short listen marie <laughs> the fact that you got on that you took calls that you showed up that you took the i think you did the all the calls though did you not I did, yeah. You did all the yeah, calls, um, so that's the homework right there. Showing up is ninety percent yeah. of the homework. So I mean, I listened the other night too, um, Wednesday night, yeah, or Wednesday afternoon. Oh, great! You were on that. That call. was amazing. Oh, I'm so thrilled you were on the webinar I just did. Yep. Okay, so talk to me. Uh, what are you feeling right well, now? Well, <laughs> how am I feeling? I'm absolutely lost. I, I had the ability to just uh sit down and and dive into what you've been teaching that would be amazing mm -hmm. i haven't had the ability to do that because i'm taking care of everybody else yeah as always and i've always had everybody say take care of yourself I'm like, well how the hell am i supposed to do that yeah um single mom i raised three kids on my own mm -hmm. they're all you know they're in their 20s they're all doing amazing well that's great um they uh they're they're pretty successful considering the hell I put them through. Yeah. Just not having any support for all those years really took a toll on me, right? Yeah, Marie, I'm um, going to say this. Let's do this first. Let's take a big deep breath because um, I think you're way more amazing than you're giving yourself credit for. I think you need to hear that authentically. Like you've already called yourself a bad student. You've already you you've already like thrown yourself under the bus five times in the last four minutes so like i think okay. yeah. you, you know you've raised three did you say three kids 
Yeah, I've raised kids three, and three grandkids. Amazing kids who are successful, well-adjusted, healthy adults. You've got little grandbabies now who love Grammy, Grammy Marie, oh, yeah. and who probably yeah. think Grammy's the most amazing person in the universe. So what does Marie need now that she's raised her children and she's really, it's up to her now to take care of herself and no one else, even though I know you're still taking care of everyone else. Let's, let's, let's examine that. What's that mean? You're still taking care of everyone else. Who are you still taking care of? Well, uh, I somehow ended up in a situation. I, I ended up homeless last year. Mm. The whole COVID bullshit. Yeah. I had to leave the house I was in the farm like next door to you wow um i left yeah i left it i left my boys farm i got it for them to save them but they were 18 and 19 so we moved there in 2015 100 acre farm with a big shop i said this is i have to get this place for them and it all panned out and it worked out that i got it for them yeah and then i thought okay so and i was working full time i was working in an operating room um you know i loved my job making good money and then i got hurt and i, I destroyed my back on the job mm. and um i went from making really good money full-time to making less than half of what i was making a, in a year right yeah so it was just all like dominoes it went downhill and i ended up having to leave because i couldn't pay the rent and i was working in a retirement home last year when the COVID hit and because of that, we had COVID in the building. I ended up living in an RV for four months. Oh, my God. And then I got kicked out of there. Well, I, I had to leave. I mean, it was, I ended up living in my van for two months <laughs> last oh, summer. Marie. And I did it, Um, you know, I, I took off and took a tour, went up north, went all over, and visit, you know. Yeah. And, and then I ended up at my cousin's. She's a blessing. She's incredible herself, but she's alive. She was hit by a five-pound moving truck and survived somehow. Anyways, from there, um, my bestie has a cousin and her uncle. They offered me a place to stay. That's where I am now. So I'm a living caregiver, basically, for a father's son. Yeah. And um, literally in the process of saving both their lives, mm -hmm. the father... Um, back in July, had an awful episode of bleeding. I took him into the hospital. We figured out that he had blood clot in his femur and his lung. Mm. And they said if I hadn't brought him in, he would have been he would he could have dropped dead at any time. And so he's doing good. I'm giving him two shots a day. He's back home. I'm taking care of him. Yeah. And then there's a son, and he's uh, a musician, and he's bipolar. Mm, um mm, 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 mm. and he uh it's been a trial to get him he's, he's in a band that's actually breaking up and he's on his as we speak on his way out to edmonton to play his first show in two years well no they played new year's eve well i'm glad he's leaving i'm glad he's leaving sorry i'm glad he's leaving i'm glad he's leaving yeah 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 he's gone he's playing on monday Okay, good. So son is leaving. Yeah. All we have is dad now to take care of. You live in that house. Are you able to, or do you get paid, or is it just like you take care of them and you have free rent and food and stuff? That's it. 
Yeah. Okay. So free rent and so you have free rent and you're able to be there and take care of him. But okay. So let's let's. I, I know you don't want to. I I shouldn't say this. I know sometimes people don't want to hear this, but you're 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 kind of like at. You're kind of like you could either wipe the slate clean and say like, okay, I've got my whole life in front of me, or you can mm -hmm. say, I'm a loser. I got nothing. But on the other hand, do you have any debt? Do you have debt right now? Oh, of course I do, because I lost my I, I lost my whole. No, I, I don't mean it like that. Gone. Of course you do, but I mean like, are oh, you yeah. in a, are you in a situation where you're at least free and clear, or are you like digging yourself out of a hole? I haven't even begun to do that. It's just been like watching dominoes. Like I, I mm. like this caller that called Heather before I felt her, felt her pain. It started in 2016. I left my job. Yeah. Numerous How's your back? And then How's my mom back? had surgery. How's and your I took back care of my mother for a whole year. Yeah, you've just had such a rough go. Like um, such yeah. a rough go for too long now. It's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I keep drowning myself in alcohol because I remember when you said it, it's don't want to feel anymore yeah don't it's like i can't wait to the end of the day it's just like please i gotta just fucking get the hell out of here and i can't go anywhere so i do that yeah and i hate it and yeah. ash said that to me today he goes he called before he when he's at the airport his murder there's no excuse for it anymore what happened was he came in and he was getting stuff to go you know i'm gonna get my stuff to go on stage and this and that making the comeback and he couldn't find his ear monitors. Do you know what those things are? No. They wear them on stage. Yeah. Ear monitors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Like the $4,000 ear monitors. Well, guess what? I probably threw them out by accident. He had a shit fit looking for them last night. He was on his way to rehearsal. He says, oh, I'm just going to stop by and get my monitors. No. Nope. They're gone. We tore the place apart. And, and, said, oh, they, and, are, they you yeah. and are you lashing yourself for that too? Because you feel Oh, no, like he's lashing himself too because he says oh i'm like oh my god i i i he says, Mur, i'm here in my room can you but, clean it but up? marie okay. do you know for sure that you threw them away no it could have been him exactly stop it stop <laughs> it stop you know, it's it like i finally get him he's going on he's gonna do it he's gonna marie he's, marie <sighs> you're taking care of his dad you're not getting paid you're, do, do you, are you thinking I had too much to drink and I threw them away? Or, like, how is that connected, drinking and ear no, monitors? No, because he started cleaning his room. It was an absolute disaster, and there was, like, bags of garbage in there. He put them in a box. Or, like, he buys his vape. He says, oh, I put them in a vape box. There were vape boxes there, and I didn't touch them. I just left them. And he's like, oh, there they are. No, opens it up. They're gone. Um, there was, like, four bags of garbage, and I took them out. I'm looking at these bags, and I'm like, oh. Maybe I should separate the recycle or whatever. And, and, and you, no, I didn't. Something was telling me to look through it, and and I didn't. You're oh, being too hard on yourself, Marie. Marie. Oh. Marie. Here's what yeah. I'm 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 saying it like that for a reason because you you literally are you've got a whip metaphorically in your right hand, and you are just constantly whipping yourself beating mm -hmm. up on yourself, being mean to yourself, being horrible to yourself. And mm -hmm. listen, I'm going to say when it comes to drinking, like I'm going to bring that up just because you brought it up. So that's horrible. The drinking isn't isn't doesn't make you a bad person. The drinking doesn't make you a bad person. What it does though is it does keep us stuck in a stuck. situation yeah. where here's what too much drinking does because 
I sometimes drink too much. And then I do like a 90-day alcohol-free challenge, which I'm starting one on Monday. You should do it with me. We can do it together. Um, and it's, I, you know why I do it? I do that now because, holy moly, you can't even imagine how good you feel about yourself after about a week. You start thinking, I'm a superhero. I can do anything. You start wake, You start feeling better. Like, drinking too much. Mm -hmm. Here's like, forget about all the bullshit stuff we don't want to hear when we like to enjoy a glass of wine or a beer. What we don't, what nobody tells us is, I know you're doing it so that you don't feel depressed and anxious, but 90% of your depression and anxiety is coming from drinking. You don't know it. Oh, yeah. And then you oh, go I, about, I, I'm aware of that. you quit yeah. drinking mm -hmm. and after about two or three weeks, you're not, yeah, the first week is not as hard because you feel like here's, I actually done it so many times, believe me, I've, I've done these like quit drinking for extended periods of time. So I know exactly the process. The first couple of days, you're like, this is easy. I got this. And then about day four to day, day, uh, day four to day eight, you're like, I have a headache. I don't feel good. So you just have to go to bed early and eat sugar. <laughs> okay. And then, <laughs> then by day 11, you're like, oh my God, ding, 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 ding. I can't believe how good I feel. I'm waking up earlier. I don't ever have a headache. I never have dry mouth. I feel amazing. Oh yeah. my God. I want, oh. And then by about day 20, you're like, I don't even have a drinking problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then you're like, yeah, I don't have a problem. I'm amazing. And then, mm -hmm. then you have a drink, and then you go, oh, it feels so good. One little drink, one beer, and I'm buzzing. Woo-hoo! Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> and then one no, drink. for me, it's like 12. Oh, yeah, where's another one? Yeah, oh, but no, I hear you. It's terrible, and I sit there, and I feel so guilty. It's like, oh, why oh, am I, I know. doing this? Listen, though, I'm going to tell you, though. And my kids hate me for it. Like, I know. It's totally, That's you know, why like my everybody, mom... oh, you're just. If you wonder why you know, my mom and I, after 14 years, don't talk, it's because, like, I wish I'd done it differently, but my mom drank too much, and she just did really terrible things when she'd be drinking. And I look back now, and I think, I don't even think she remembers. I think she's probably blacked out for half of it and has no memory of all the shit she did. She actually thinks she's a good mom. So drinking is an issue in my life. That's why I make sure... Every so often. You told, I, I heard your stories on your eight week there. You were telling the stories about your mom. Oh, God, she's oh going to kill me. If she heard right now, she'd be like, I'm going to cut her down. She better not tell stories. But listen, we so you've got to make peace. Here's what I would do I would focus right now on getting to know that part of you that's drinking too much. Don't quit drinking, but get to know her. Talk to her. Ask mm -hmm. her, what, what, why, why are we drinking so much? Marie, like, give her a name. What are we going to call your alcoholic? What should we call her? Let's give her another oh, name. Oh, God. There's many names for that. <laughs> well, let's find one. Um, oh, boy. I've got lots of nicknames. Give, um, give me one. Loser. Absolute loser is what the, comes okay. to mind. Okay. So, like, poor why loser. Why are you doing this? Okay, why? wait a second. I let's, mean, it runs in my family. Let's my talk to the loser. Until she was 68. <laughs> let's talk to the loser. All right. Okay. Let's just see her as a loser, which I feel so bad for her. Like, already, I'm just like, she's like, I'm a loser. And I feel like, oh, my God, don't be so mean to her. She's not a loser. She's just sad. Oh, my God, mm -hmm. she's not a loser. She doesn't have any coping skills, and she's been through so much. So this one little thing gives her a bit of relief at the end of every day. So mm -hmm. she's, not a, she's not a loser. She has oh. an addiction, and 
If you, know? you drink every day, you crave it every day. It's not your fault. If anybody, if me, if the most successful human being on the earth started drinking every day, they would crave it. It's biological. It is physiological. Yeah. It's not a loser. It's not your fault. If you smoke cigarettes every day, you can't help but crave them because your body becomes dependent on it. Your body right now well, is dependent too. on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's not a loser. I just want to be really clear. She's not a loser, but at a certain point in her life, she discovered that having something to drink made her feel better. The problem is, after a while, it stops working. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make us feel better anymore. It makes us feel like a loser. And then we're just like, why am I fucking doing this thing that makes me feel like a loser? But I'm physically yeah. addicted to it now. So forget about being mean to her. She's already being mean to herself. She already feels like a loser. She already feels like terrible. Being mean to her is not going to help her. So what if you, yeah. Marie, the beautiful healed whole Marie, not the alcoholic Marie, not the loser Marie, but the other part of you who is really beautiful and really intelligent and really intuitive and really oh. like tapped in. Yeah. I can feel that about well, you. Well, that's another thing, you know, I think it's, I, I, get premonitions I there you see go. things and that's I, partly why you drink getting the well that's why and it's the older i get the worse it's getting i think it it happens i think it it happens like and i find feather like for instance i'm i just took a walk out the back here to have this conversation and i keep buying feathers every day i think i just found like three owl feathers and a woodpecker feather i here. think that's so beautiful really that's weird. the angels trying I to say i had a raccoon crawl up the vine and was staring at yeah. me in my window you're a special night. soul listen you're a special soul and that's partly why you drink because you feel so much you're so tapped in the spirits are talking to you you're connected oh, with with the earth you're con it's it's a lot it's a lot of energy and so imagine, though, if you quit drinking, and I'm not saying you have to, but imagine if you quit drinking and we found some really healthy ways to learn to cope, and then you had access to this really cool information, but you weren't hungover and you weren't clouded and your kids weren't mad at you, and suddenly they started saying, Mom, I'm really proud of you. What? You've gone three yeah. weeks without a drink? What? Shut up. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah. And then your kids say, wow, mom, like, I don't know if I believe this is going to last. It's not going to last. And you say, I don't know if it's going to last, but I'm, I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling better about myself. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that single act alone, not by being mean to yourself, not by saying I'm a loser, but by saying to the part of you that drinks too much, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I've been so mean to you. I'm so sorry mm -hmm. that I didn't step in and help you. I'm so sorry that I let you take over. Because I know that your, your addict is not equipped to run your life. Mm -mm. She doesn't want to run your I life. I mean, you've said before um, it's all about a matter of, like, control, having control 
It's so not, I don't want to say it like that. It's not control. It's well, acceptance. Not because of that. Just like Listen, life in general. Oh, yeah, but you're not, not you're not going to be able to give up alcohol, which, Marie, we both know you need to give up alcohol. Oh, yeah. You need to quit it completely. And mm -hmm. if the day comes that you've got your life in a really good place, maybe you can start, maybe you can enjoy a drink here or there, like a really healthy person. Maybe you can get, have a reset. So we're not saying mm -hmm. forever, never, ever, ever again. But you know that I'm guaranteeing you, if you give up alcohol, it's going to be hard for the first couple of weeks. Their light is going to go on and you're going to start feeling like, shut the front door. I can't yeah. believe how good I feel and confident. What it's going to give you is not even so much about not drinking or drinking. It's not even so much about physically. It's what it's going to do for your confidence. You're going to start feeling mm -hmm. proud of yourself again. And when we feel proud of ourselves, man, there's something that's really, uh, it's such a beautiful quality when someone actually feels like, I'm proud of myself. That was hard. That was not easy. And I did it. And suddenly your kids start being really proud of you and you're proud of yourself. And then you're like, why would I go back to drinking? Because I've been there, done that. I know what that feels like. I know that how it, you just spiral the drain. You can't get out of it. It's hard. No. Well, there's antidepressants that I've been just prescribed. I keep trying these pills. and That's fine. Listen. I, you know what? Listen, like, I, take an anxiety I, pill. I, take an antidepressant. You can get off those yeah. eventually, too. Start with, listen, I, I want to help you with this one. Like, Marie, when, when do you feel like you're going to have to give yourself the day that you say, listen, Nothing else. I'm not going to focus on, uh, listen to me. When you, when you decide, I'm going to quit drinking for 30 days. I'm going to quit drinking for 60 days, something. I'm going to quit drinking for one month. Go, I'm, even if you hate AA, which I hate AA, but I It's know, all religious and stuff, isn't it? It's pretty religious. Like, listen, that, that's, I've got my great aunt's book from... All my great aunts and uncles all had to go to AA yeah. on my mom's side. Yeah. And I have my Aunt Elsa's book from, it's called 365 Days. Yep. And, yeah. Well, listen, got... there's a lot of people that love it and say it becomes a community where you can just go in mm -hmm. and it's like, I have somewhere to go every day. I have somewhere to have a coffee and a cookie and we chat. Mm -hmm. And it does become a bit of a community Forget about the God part. Like, just say to yourself, higher power, my higher self. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, I had a trouble with all of that stuff where it's like, but my life isn't. Like, yours is unmanageable right now. Your life is unmanageable. But it is. For me, oh, it was yeah. like, the first step in AA is, I'm an alcoholic and my life's unmanageable. Well, my life isn't unmanageable. And that's all bullshit. And I don't need a higher power. I just need to stop drinking so that, like, it's no differently than I need to stop eating cookies. Because... Mm -hmm. It's addictive, period. It's just addictive. Yeah. So listen, well, I think if you could pick a day and say on Monday, on this day, I'm going to, and I'll tell you, the best way to do it is read every memoir you can get your hands, go to the library, get your hands on every memoir you can get about people who have quit drinking. I literally gobbled yeah. them up when I decided to quit drinking. And I can't tell you how great I felt. And I did about six months without drinking. And I felt amazing. And then the summer came. And then I was like, I had a margarita here. I had a margarita there. And now it's getting to be the end of the summer. And I've already said to myself, Monday, shit gets real. 
I have a dinner party yeah. tomorrow night with my mother-in-law and my her parents. So we're probably going to have a glass of wine. And it's not even like I drink much anymore compared to what I was doing, but I just know how great mm -hmm. I felt. And honest to God, by about two weeks without a drink, you're going to feel like a million bucks. If I could just tell you how proud you're going to be of yourself, that in itself is going to shift your energy. And you're going to have clarity around a lot of other things. And when you're, when the kid loses his ear things, you're not going to even question, did I do it? Because you're sober. And you say, I'm not going to lash myself. I didn't do it. I don't need to be mean to myself all the time. Like, you're so mean to yourself. And it's because the drinking has caused you to have low self-esteem and your kids are mean to you because they're mad at you even though they're amazing and you love them. And all of that, this, this one single thing can be the catalyst that gives you back your life. Yeah. I can't believe I've just had that long of a talk about drinking. I don't think I've ever done this before, but I feel it. I feel it for you. I really oh, feel it. It's just, you know, and I hate it every, why am I doing this? Why, why, why? Because, I mean, you're, I, because if you're physiologically oh. addicted. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Your like I used to body have control is and I it used to it, be you a can't reward. control this one. It's like, it's, okay, it's, I did this, 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 did it all, did it everything's done, it's supposed to be done now. I'm having a drink. I no, know. Now it doesn't matter, I just fucking drink. I know. Yeah. But here's the thing yeah. with drinking is again, it's not to be mean to you at all. I mean it. It's you're you're okay, once you've taken a cucumber and put it in pickled juice and it's pickled it can never be a cucumber again. No. <laughs> so once we pickle our brains, we can never go yeah. back to just having a drink again. It doesn't work. Right. So you have yeah. to unpickle your brain. And maybe you can have a drink again. Maybe the day will come where you're like, I've gone 90 days without a drink, and the truth is, I think I could have a drink. Maybe you can't. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But you might feel at 90 days, holy shit, I feel so fucking good. Why would I do that to myself? And you know what? Once you've been a drinker, you're always going to crave a drink. Like, you're always going to. It's oh, gonna... The only time I didn't drink was when I was pregnant and, have, and had babies. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, I left my, my ex. I had to walk. Well, the cops took me out when it, my daughter was six weeks old. Yeah, like, you've been through. And I've been, been on through, my own ever since, right? You've been through so much trauma that your drink at the end of the day is your best friend. Mm -hmm. But now it's not your friend. Mm -hmm. It keeps you isolated. No. It keeps you alone. It keeps you yeah. hidden. It keeps you ashamed. It makes your kids mad at you. It keeps you feeling like a loser, and you're not a loser. But yeah. now it's not your friend. It's like me with ice cream. No. You know, I stepped on the scale this morning. Yeah. I don't even want to tell you. We, had a, we hit a new milestone. And I have to say to myself, that's why starting Monday, it's like all those things, they're not, doesn't make me a bad person to eat ice cream. It doesn't make me a bad person to drink wine. It doesn't make you a bad person to smoke cigarettes. It doesn't make you a bad person to smoke weed. It doesn't make you, that none of those things make you a bad person, but if it's now not serving you and it's hurting you, those things aren't good for you. Nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you being a bad person. It has to do with not helping you anymore. That drink that used to give you some relief at the end of the day, not doing it anymore. Oh, and I just sit there and hate every sip. I'm like, why? Why? Because why you're, I just want to say it to you over and over. 
it it's it's it, you are one of millions you are not a loser it's addictive it's designed to be addictive it is designed to make you require it it is designed that once you start drinking every day you can't function without drinking every day it's not i don't know how fault. i ever did i mean i've seriously i've been to so many therapists psychiatrists like you know counselors and i've had not one not two not three four of them say to me why aren't you curled up in a ball in the fetal position in a corner from everything I've been through? And yeah. the, my last therapist and I so saw through my thank EAT, I was a heavy drinker, and she goes, so, after eight months, she goes, so, did you drink? I'm like, I'm a raising alcoholic, you can't even tell? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know like, how I function. How did they not even clue room? into that? And I'm catching that in the first 15 minutes of talking. Like, the alcohol now is not your friend anymore. It's hurting you. no. So can yeah. I tell you the only way to do it? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to yeah. be straight up with you. There's only one way to do it, and that is quit drinking. Yeah. There's no other way to do it. It's not therapy. You can't talk yourself out of this. You can't, like, hypnotize yourself out of this. You have to quit. You can't. The first couple of days are going to be really hard. Go to bed early. Take a gravel. Take a sleeping pill. Do whatever you got to do to get your sleep. Force yourself to sleep. <laughs> Go to bed with a, a something else. I gotta take a Seroquel. That's the latest take thing. Take a Seroquel, but don't have alcohol. Just don't have alcohol. That's the only job you have. The only job you have for the next month is to not drink. That's your only job. I gotta start crocheting. I gotta start. I'm very. Good. Um, you I won't believe that. the stuff you'll start crochet. doing. You'll have your little place yeah. will be so clean. You will have crocheted a hundred blankets. You will have. Well, you'll be like. Yeah, crochet ridiculous hats for my twin baby grandbabies. Good. Like there's a boy and a girl. That's what you do, and you go to bed early. Down, it looks like a shark eating his head. Oh my god! So I'm gonna make a shark hat. <laughs> that <laughs> like sounds great. His head. Marie, that sounds great. You're an amazing person. You just have an addiction. Yeah. Like millions of other well, people have addictions. Out of it for sure. And the only way to quit it is to quit it. There's just no other way. There's no way around this thing. Then you just can't do mm -hmm. it. And the first couple I mean, of days I, are going to be hard. Smoking, I quit, I had quit smoking, but I I fell off. I I was down to like. Don't try to quit smoking. Don't try to quit smoking well, and quit I drinking. Well, I went out to the island and bought a, my okay, last. Okay, listen, yesterday. listen to me. Don't try to do both at the same time. Quit drinking first. Have coffee and cigarettes. Okay, then you can deal with smoking in a year from now. Well, I'm in the cessation group there from Port, and oh I've got, God. like, stacks of patches, and it worked fine the first time. Well, I but just think it's hard to quit everything. And... I think it's hard to quit everything at once, so start with yeah. the one. Like, smoking is really bad for your lungs, but it doesn't do the same thing to your life. Like, drinking yeah. is different. We do crazy things. We yell at people. We lose things. We throw things away. We feel like a loser. We, we wake up late. We have a dry mouth. We eat food we shouldn't eat. We just waste money. It's just bad all the way around. Oh, my God. I just found a honeybee nest in the barn. There, that's a good sign. Honey dripping out the wall, and there's, like, millions of bees. Look at that. Okay, oh, Marie, listen, I got to run. Oh, I just noticed that. I'm you like, need to. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a bee whisperer. You need to Holy crap. lick some honey. Oh, uh -huh. 
finish your last bottle. Finish whatever you got yeah. and then make a decision and say, I'm going to do this, Crystal. We're going to do this together. And you can email me every day and go, did you drink today? And I'll go, I didn't drink today, Marie. Did you drink today? And you're going to say, I didn't drink today. <laughs> and if the day comes yeah. that you say, I fucked up and I had a drink, then I say, shake it off and let's get back <sighs> on it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking of you. Um, I'm quitting Monday too. I'm going to be thinking of you, Marie. <laughs> Well, Monday's the day, right? All right. Like, Are you ready? Stage on Monday in Edmonton. It's a fucking miracle. The man has made it. I had literally had to pull this dude out of bed. This guy, <laughs> the world loves him. People tattoo his lyrics on his body. He signs his name on their body. Well, they I think good stuff is coming. I think good stuff is and coming. And I'm the one that got him out of bed and fucking kicked his ass to go, right? And good. He was sitting there crying last night. He's like, and I'm like, Ashley. Try to tell him the same thing you're telling me. I said, Ash, the world loves you. The world needs you. And he's like, I can't even sing my own songs. I can't even. So I fucking kicked his ass. So you know what? He's going to be so proud. It took us three hours of tearing the house apart, (laughs) looking for these fucking monitors that were gone. (laughs) And I said, buddy, you go to the hospital and you'll figure it out, man. And he did. And he called on his way. And, and the greatest gift. On stage on Monday. And, oh my God. And so Monday, we're going to quit drinking. Okay? We're going to do it. Yeah. That's the last thing he said before he was, he was heading to the airport about an hour or two ago. Mark, come on now. It's not worth it. He, he stopped. Like, he. So he wants you Anyways, to see you quit drinking. He really does. Okay. Like, it's just not fucking worth it. It's not worth it anymore. We're going to do it. Murray. 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 Monday. Murray. They call me Murray. He calls me Mur, Mur, you're going to finish off what you got over the weekend. Don't go wacko because don't be like, okay, I got to no. drink 7 million bottles of beer so that I can give it up <laughs> Monday. But even if you do, we're going to Monday. It's it. Get used to drinking coffee. Is coffee's going to become your new best friend. Green tea. Green tea. And take I a little something Starbucks. at night to my go daughter, to sleep. I, I go to, my daughter works at Starbucks in Oxbridge and she's... <laughs> There you go. Every go time I go through chai latte, grande chai latte, nutmeg yeah. and cinnamon <laughs> on top. Like, I screwed up a drink for you on purpose, mom. So I get like free drinks when I go in there. She so them make up. Starbucks oh, your new best friend. Away. Okay, that's your plan. Marie, I'm sending you huge love, huge, huge love, big kisses, and you too, Crystal. You're gonna get through this, and you're gonna look back at this and say, "Oh my God, that was the hardest thing I did. It was the best thing I did," and we're gonna do it together. Yeah, okay. I, uh, well, I thank you. Oh, You're and welcome. I'm talking to Brita today at three. I have oh, to good. get back to Joanna. Okay. Yeah, I made an appointment with her. Um, I'm serious. I am sick and tired of this being, I'm, I just turned 52. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is not where I want to be when I was, this is not what I saw. Like, well, we're going to change it. I have a house by now. We're going to change be, it. You know? We're only 52. Oh. You've got a lot of living to I do. Just, Listen, I'm going to do this. This is, this is what we're going to say to ourselves. Far. This is what we're going to do. Oh. That was easy. We're just going to get an easy button. You <laughs> <laughs> I got to call one it a day. One more question for you. Okay, what? just one question. Okay. Have you ever heard of a group B, uh, a cluster B personality? No. That's what I was told that I am. I don't care. I don't mean I don't care about you. I don't and care about labels. And my mother goes, oh, what? A cluster fuck? I said, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> a group B cluster. I'm just cluster like, don't give me a label. I am who I am. I got my things. Going to work it out. And quitting yeah. drinking is our number one priority right now. Everything else is going to be it easy is. after that. It is. Okay. Oh. Okay. I Monday's got you. The day. Monday's the day. All right, Crystal. Okay, girl. Sending yeah. you huge love. 
have a great, fantastic weekend. And Thank hopefully you. we have the good weather that we've been blessed with. Yeah, all we're going to have great weather, and Monday's the big day. We're going to keep track of it yeah. all. All right. All right. What a great conversation. I know it was a little longer today than it normally is, but wow, what a great conversation. I'm so grateful to Heather, who called in, um, and to Marie, who kept it real. And, you know, being mean to ourselves is never going to work, but being loving and saying, I got you, I'm, I'm great. Because, listen, drinking is probably what saved Marie's life because with everything she had to go through, at least she's still alive. And maybe she would have packed it all in if she didn't have a bottle of beer at the end of the night to numb everything out. So when the time comes, we know it, and we say to ourselves, yeah, this isn't serving me anymore. It's time for me to take care of myself in a deeper way. And Marie's ready. She's done a couple of my courses. She called in today for a reason. It's time. Wherever you're at in your life, it's time for you too. If you're here listening, it means there was a reason that you're on the call today. Pick a day. Say that's your day. That's the day. And get ready because thinking about change is just as important as the day you finally make the change. So put a little plan in place and start saying to yourself, that's the day. And that, that day, it's getting real. And ask yourself what courage would have you do. What would courage have you do? Um, sending you huge love. I'll be back on the first Friday of October. How is that possible? How is it going to be October? I can't take it anymore. Anyways, bye for now. Have a great weekend, have a great month, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.